Sometimes you're in a closet with a DILF. So you talk about happiness. Please welcome Charlie Capen to the Wayward Podcast. Hi, we're in my closet. Yay. I'm so excited. Okay, so I've been listening to some podcasts. You want to be impressed? Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna impress you with my mad, mad new podcast skills. Are you ready? Yeah. So Charlie, tell us how our listeners might know you and where they can find you and if they're not familiar with you. T- no, see, I yeah, fucked it up. I'm bad. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to take this time to welcome a good friend of ours to the closet. You might know him from such places as Twitter. Uh, He is a bearded man. He's famous for dads I'd like to fuck from Disneyland. Please put your hands together. That was for Charlie. Charlie. That is that the most gracious intro I've ever had. I get literally hundreds of dollars to do that professionally. That's amazing. Thank uh, you. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. And that, thanks for opening with the DILF thing. That's really sweet of you. I I will now like only think about that. I, I will only go, who's Charlie? Oh, the one I want to fuck in Disneyland. Right. The one. Uh, the comments on that post, too, were This is clearly a, a story little... that I missed. Oh, you don't know oh, about this. Oh, tell. Okay. Let's so open let's with that. I don't want to. Let's. Just get right okay, in there. Okay, fine. Yes. All right. So to speak. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm apparently an Instagram uh, uh, object of a lot of intense commentary. So there's an account yes. called Dilfs of Disneyland, which has been around for, I don't know, five, four or five years. Which is amazing and wrong on its own. It's, there are a lot of levels to it, a lot yeah. of layers. Sure. Um, complex. So, very complex. So, because you're like, yay, dads. Yay, they're being objectified. I yeah. don't know. It's very strange. I know. Um, so people find photos or submit photos to this account, and um, they're put up. And I don't know about the... Um, the approval process here? Like, I, I think like they're just, who, yeah. yeah, who says that's okay? To or, submit? Or, I don't know what how, yeah. how it all goes down, but I got onto this account, and the comments were just... Did you feel weird, or was there a part of you that was like, this is awesome? <laughs> I felt weird. I felt like... 100% weird? I mean, I would 10% say... 10% awesome? I don't know. There are a lot of emotions at the same time. Sure. Like, this is funny, and also embarrassing, and... Um, Flattering? A little flattering. Yeah. I mean, a little bit flattering, but That's it was okay. also just a little... I mean, so yeah, Dilf of Disneyland, um, which leads us to the next thing, which is uh, Misha Collins had approached me to help him with this thing that he has, which is um, part army, part cult, part game, part, I don't know, performance art? Mostly cult, though. Uh, like a little... Mostly like a, cult. Like 15% cult, 85% um, game. Game? Is it a game? I, you know what? Is You're asking a... the wrong gals. We did it once, and cool. we're like, that uh, is challenging. So it's called but, Gish, right? Yes, it's called Gish. Gish. And Gish is... Enormously popular. It's popular, and it's really cool. It's in 100 countries, mm-hmm. and it's done a lot of really cool things. It's changed lives. It's changed literally. lives. It, it has. Yep. Um, this past summer, we raised $265,000 for women. for... Oh, Greatest International Scavenger Hunt. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So last year you said so you... we raised two hundred sixty five thousand dollars for women in Rwanda who had been through a genocide and had nothing and their the rents there are insane and they have their potato farmers and these are women who adopted upwards of six to ten children from other people who had passed away in and been murdered Jesus. in this genocide. Here's the cool thing about Gish, 
you can be a self-obsessed, narcissistic, terrible human being who's competitive and just wants to win something. Yes. And yes. get that sort of like push the button and get the cheese. Or you can be a do-gooding philanthropist who wants to save the world. And both of those routes of play are valid. Or a masochist. Absolutely. I mean, listen. A complete masochist. That fits in or somewhere. I find another thing that's great about Gish, which is the reason that I got involved, was the... The community and the fun of yes. it, really. The community is incredible. I didn't know anything about prizes you could win. I didn't know. I knew very little about the good yeah. it does, which is what you're sharing, which I love to hear about that stuff. I was just a part of it because, um, I don't know, yeah. a, maybe a little bit of FOMO, but also yeah. um, just like how much fun everybody seemed to be having. Um, you also are a very prolific or have been blogger. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. tell us about that. So um, I ran a site. I co-founded a site with a friend um, for about eight years that focused on fatherhood and sort of using humor to debunk and demystify and de-stress parenting um, because I had all these questions and all these feelings and, you know, and wanted to connect to other fathers, too. So I uh, wrote for about eight years, got to do some amazing things, got to go to the White House and speak about fatherhood and wow. being raised by a single mom. and. What the hell? Shit, I did right? not know yeah. about Charles. I did because I'm a stalker. Yep, yep. Um, Kim is always outside my window with a knife, just wondering when the time. Tell me about right. the White House again. Yeah. I said. Tell me more. You know what, Charlie? I'll, I we'll go back to Charlie in a second. But I did not buy a pair of earrings specifically for you. They were little tiny knives, and I thought that <laughs> that would just be too on too the on nose. the nose. Yeah. People would be sending you that photograph <laughs> if I got pig. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. I, I uh, don't even. I don't fully understand how we got to this joke of you wanting to stab really? me i mean i remember okay. she's that's her nickname is stabby stabberson <laughs> well Stabbers. should we go there or should we go straight to our our topic or, or, <laughs> it, seems so, it seems so off of you wanting um, to stab me creating no, joy is that, that, is, that is not i do not want to stab you it's just that you are uh you persistently steal my ideas. Oh, okay. That's the not problem. true. The but... very first conversation we ever had at, ironically enough, the Pink Taco. <laughs> After we had escaped. I hope that's a strip joint. No. It is, and it's a, it's a taco place. No, um, it's not. It's a taco place. Yep. They, no, they knew what clothes. they were doing Great when they knew that. Oh, they knew what they were Great doing. Chips. It's a disappointing taco <laughs> joint. You walk in and you're like, like awesome. Oh, it's just tacos. <laughs> Anywho, first words out of your mouth. Where, hey, we're thinking about da-da-da. <laughs> remember, you're laughing because you remember. Well, you're we laughing. Did, we, and then I We met, we hung out, we did an escape room. And yep. then I was like, you know, it'd be cool. And then next thing I know, Kim is about to flip the table over. Yeah, I had And, a like, knife stab me with those chips, which I believe she Because she, she was angry or excited. Because with Kim Rhodes, you never know. That's it's true. true. <laughs> anyway. Um, I will never stab you, Charlie. I love you very much. No. Well, thank you. Uh, so we're gonna we're mutual. gonna cut all that point, all that sure. stuff in the yeah. We'll just edit that out. So um, we're you are officially our first guest oh, wow. who wasn't here because you got locked out of your apartment. Yes. <laughs> um, we have decided until we see something shiny, sleep on it, and have a better idea to ask all of our guests yeah. what they would like to talk about around the word happiness. Wow, that's you. You just want to solve that one right off the bat. That's yeah, cool. or not, cool. or yeah, make cool. it trickier. I think happiness and joy are really about marrying my creativity and my my need to provide and create. You know, provide something, right? Build something for others around me. When I can 
survive and I can create at a certain level, that's, I feel happiest. So it's tricky because that becomes something that I'm seeking that is a a finite thing. Mm -hmm. So then I have to remind myself to be happy along the way. Otherwise I lose sight. So also something you're seeking that is outside of yourself. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So do you find that when you attach happiness to a future outcome that you still are capable of being happy in the moment before that's something it I'm working on. fruition. That's something I'm working on. It's not, um, I don't find that I'm always happy in the endeavor that I know is going to bring me happiness when I get there. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's, I guess the, the analogy for me would be hiking to a very beautiful spot. So for me, Yosemite is one of those places I've been camping since I was a little boy. Yosemite is a magical sort of spiritual place for me. Um, <clears throat> there are certain locations that bring me a lot of joy and happiness, but I, hiking into those locations can sometimes be treacherous or tiring or, you know, the kids are whining or whatever it is. Um, I easily get wrapped up in that moment and not seeking the happiness in that moment if I'm I'm like driving us to get there. So it's something I'm working on to try to find more self-care in the moment until I arrive at the thing that I accomplished. Because that that thing is so arbitrary. It's just a location. It's just a point in space or it's a point in time or it's a point in you know, a number or a location. It sounds so it sounds to me like your your current goal is to find happiness in your journey. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. You used a couple of times the phrase, I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Which to me, knowing you indicates you actually have a coherent plan in front of you that whether or not you've actually well, started it. You, like my children, have been fooled into thinking I have a <laughs> fucking plan. <laughs> I, but when you say, I'm working on it, I, that indicates steps. that there's a thought, that there's at least, yeah, you know, what's your first step? Yeah, what well, are you working in Well, that? the first thing is knowing that you have a problem, Kim. It's like realizing that you have a problem looking at social media and diving down rabbit holes. Uh, right? So the first step in finding happiness is recognizing unhappiness. Is Yeah, is spotting areas that cause, in terms of the ROI of your emotions, that the, what? the return on investment. Okay, like thank in, you. In a, oh, you're so businessy. I'm sorry. I'm just pretty, okay. Charlie. Listen, I don't think. As I mentioned, are, we do not Google things. We I, just go, good. huh? <laughs> what? What? So, What's that? Return um, on investment. Yeah. So when you're doing a when you do a, a company or a business, you say, I'm gonna spend X amount and this is the return I expect from it. Yes. In the same way, it's the reason why I was a stay-at-home father, because I was able to invest that time with my children and take something away that I will never forget. We had an opportunity to do it and I got the like it paid huge dividends now with how I look at parenting, my connection to my older son. Those things paid off huge in a lot of different ways. Um, but the return on going onto your phone and your, you know, your computer and seeking out other people's joy and sort of being not the baker of that joy, but the like consumer of that joy is tricky. I don't want to be a consumer and just eat all of the pastries all the time. I want to bake them. I want to create them. And I feel like we're missing some joyful elements in our lives for a lot of us. I mean, adulthood is not what we thought it was when we were kids. It's not all it's cracked up to be. So we have to seek it and find it and then cut out parts that are not adding to that. How much of happiness do you think has to do with safety? See, I've, the problem for me is, (laughs) uh, my father, so my father and mother are very different people. My father was uh, a sort of Joseph Campbell, seek the, your bliss, like 
balls out, like, go into the Hopi reservations in Arizona and go do a vision quest, like, go full bore. My mother, Irish, like, work ethic, you know, get shit done, provide for the family mom, who was very creative and intuitive, but she had a job to do, and she knew it was her job. So I have these things toggling inside me all the time that one is seeking to create stability and safety, and the other one wants to go off into the ether and explore. Mm. And it's always this sort of, like, which one wins today? Which one mm. wins today? Is it putting stability and creating an apparatus around my children for their safety and protection, which is happiness for me in, to a large degree? Or is it the self-fulfillment and fulfillment of other people's dreams by creating something big and creative and, you know, never been seen before and everybody is talking about? So what would both look like? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Kim. Or is there a fear <laughs> behind you uh, having that's, that's both together? There like, is a fear. There's a fear, I think, uh, and I don't think this is germane just to men, but I think th there's a fear of abandoning your responsibilities and feeling guilty about pursuing them while also, you know, going uh, to seek your own bliss, right? Like, there, there is a part of ourselves that says... Well, if I do this, at what cost, you know? So that's the thing I'm wrestling with. But what if you just do one, what is the cost of that then? Well, you're sort of saying <clears throat> if you go after the creative, yes, other things then are fulfilled, but I'm not as physically present. I'm not as uh, able to sort of be consistent for those other things. So it's so always... the happiness that you receive yeah. from the emotional, like bringing, like you were talking about earlier, having your presence reflected to you in a relationship yeah. isn't there. Yeah. So when you aren't showing up for your relationships, you don't receive that level of happiness yeah. because you're in the desert and your kids probably are not. And they're missing me. And I'm yeah. thinking about what they're doing. And, you know, it's, you want to be there. You want to be omnipresent. It's that whole, like, have so sorry, it all. Should I open the closet for no, a second? No, I'm you're just so hot. sweating on your clothes. I don't know if you have you're a problem sweating with it. You're in the shoe section. On the, spin the spotlight. You're literally, yeah, there's Here, a, like, hold a, on. Keep a recording. lamp. Pause. Like a... All right. So one thing that I wanted to suggest. Yes. Partly oh, th because this is the part where you help me. This is going to be amazing. Wait, what? You're going to help no me, right? No one told me about that. Help. I came here specifically to be helped. Literally not what's going to happen I've right now. I've listened every we time. We can try. If you are helped by this conversation, it is an accident. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, yeah. yes. No, you're just you're not here, here for to help. Amusement, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. You are free labor. Okay. So, what does happiness feel like to you? What happens to your body when you're happy? I'll go first. Yeah, go. Um, <laughs> I think what happens to me is um, there is a calmness that comes over my body, um, which I don't generally have. I'm a relatively even keeled gal, but my body is always thinking about a million things and experiencing many different anxieties and tugs and questions when I am truly happy there is a calmness and there is a presentness which I also don't usually experience unless which is something I am also working on unless I'm you know meditating is what I was going to say yeah. but um I I don't find myself uh thinking backwards or thinking forwards when I'm happy I'm I I, rem I can actually feel Oh, I'm happy. I can have that thought in my head. This is what happy feels like. Yeah. When I'm truly happy, 
I, I do clock it because it's seldom, <laughs> maybe. You know, it's not. Yeah. I'm a fairly happy person, but but I guess maybe no, that's more joy. Well, no, I think but, that's a good. I think that's a good description for me. It's more of an exhilarated feeling. Mm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know if that's just the way I'm built, but I get more of a an energetic feeling. Mm. Um, it's like things coming together or the collaboration or whatever. I start to feel giddy is a terrible word. It's more like um, it's not. It's a good word. I like that word. Giddy, I mean, giddy is fun. I'm just on saying. Giddy. It's. I'm saying it's not the the right word for me. <laughs> I mean, you don't look at me and go like, oh, he's giddy. He's like, just oh, <laughs> did, 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 just a giddy little whippersnapper over no, there. No, it's more. It's more the anticipation and excitement about it. I get excited and I get. Oh, I that's get lit interesting. Up. Well, I see. That's funny because yeah. I clocked the word anticipation. Ah. So future, the concept of future has some bearing it, in your experience of happiness yeah. in the I'm present. I'm constantly creating in the future. I rarely. Mm. Yeah, that's part of my, that's part of my makeup. There's something that you can work on. Thank you. Wait, is this therapy? Yes. Oh my. This will cost you $1,000. Okay. This is how we make money on oh this podcast. Oh my God, you guys have a business it's revenue secret. Therapy. secret. There it We're is. We're actually kind of stealing from people. <laughs> I can't tell you what your problem is. But I if you know someone you. else who has similar no. makeup to me that you could discuss. Like me. Okay. We're very similar. Similar. Um, when I am attached to tomorrow... It is. I miss today. I miss, and I'll define it again. I am one who is like, look, this is only going to be worth it if that summit is fucking gorgeous. If I get to the summit and it's cloudy and I can't see the goddamn view, then fuck you, five miles of hiking. You sucked. Um, And so it has been a constant practice for me to step into right now because for me, I have a very spiritual relationship with happiness which is the only thing that's actually real is right now Mm. everything else exists in my head my tomorrow is anticipation yesterday is regret that's all up in my brain the only thing is right now so true happiness can only exist right now and for me when I just let myself land in right now I experience joy perhaps not happiness like if I have to put my dog to sleep. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But for me, joy is an experience of being completely connected to this moment and kind of eternal. Yeah. Then within that, happiness yeah. shows up when this moment is fun, happy times. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, fun, I know. I agree. Fun. I agree. I think, I think the, the, the distinction, though, for me is that excitement is about the connectedness of the moment and the anticipation. I, I constantly find myself in a space of imagining things that are being created and waiting for time to catch up to it. That's how I operate. I've always operated that way as a boy. I was very introverted and like created all sorts of things in my head and created all sorts of stories and all sorts of stuff. And so I wait for the world to catch up with it. Um, But the excitement in the moment is that connection with other people typically and with myself and feeling that level of excitement. So the anticipation is more about the creating something solid that exists the excitement is the the moment. The excitement is living and drinking up that moment because no, that's that. that's amazing. I'm not saying what are some embarrassing things that make you happy because if it makes you happy, there's no shame in whatever makes you happy. But I use the word embarrassing so you know what I'm talking about. What's some embarrassing shit that makes you happy? <laughs> uh, uh, fart jokes. 
Yes. Literally Do you have something? That's such a specific question. I know. No, it just randomly came into my head. Do I have something? I'm like, I don't know. Cheese? That's not embarrassing. Um, ooh, uh, uh, glitter. Eye makeup. Glitter. Glitter. I can say something, not the only thing, but something that makes me happy and makes me feel safe and makes me feel present. Um, so those are things that equate to happiness for me is true connection. Mm. Connection such as thus, you know, such yeah. as thus, you know, with both of you being able to have a conversation with somebody that I know is truly authentic, where somebody is telling me, um, things that uh, make them tick, um, where I feel like I'm learning more about them and about myself through things that they're sharing, yeah. that makes me feel um, connected to the universe in a way. Yeah. It makes me feel present on this planet. It gets me out of my head, um, as in going backwards and going forwards. It makes me feel very present. Yeah. And so for me, true human connection, and that's not social media connection, that's not um, shooting the shit with somebody, but like getting to know people makes I me will, feel happy. I will say there is something about embarrassment that has also given me happiness in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know I don't know how to quantify it, but I, I do know there was a moment in my life where I lost a lot of my embarrassment. Like I get embarrassed in ways like when, when like the Dilfs of Disneyland mm -hmm. thing or whatever, and I'm still like a little whatever, but in my life, I'm not afraid to play a f fool with my kids or be out there and uh, do something I, and, and fail at it like terribly because uh, when my my father picked me up once um from middle school <clears throat> and i've written about this this is like the moment my the embarrassment was excised out of my body he picked me up he while well, he was late uh he came up in his station wagon he gets out of the car and he's wearing a towel <laughs> he's just wearing a towel he is high as hell he is high as hell he's like all right okay let's go and i'm like Dad, get in the car. Get get in the get in the car. Get in the. I mean, middle school is that moment where oh, yeah. you're oh, literally yeah. on the precipice of wanting to it's die who you are. If, over everything. Yeah. yeah, it's who you are, and you're building up like like I had just moved away from like I looked like Harry Potter. I had glasses and whatever, and I was moving into like skateboarder phase and like really trying to make my define myself. And here comes my dad. His hair is wet. He's wearing like a completely soaked t-shirt and a towel, and he's coming around the car to get me. And I that moment for me change the way I see embarrassment because there's a there's never going to be anything more embarrassing than that moment in True. my life ever I mean people could try <sighs> and I, I have tried for myself to try to get there and I've you know I've been naked on stage or I've done all these different things there's nothing like that that yeah, you moment also have to be a middle schooler I mean like, you have to be yeah. a, like literally because yeah. that feeling in my body I remember it <sighs> so then there's this weird thing that after that moment and identifying that moment I then was willing to be embarrassed and say, I'm going to open it all out. I'm going to put it all out there or I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to like put myself out there and then finish it. That moment, that presentness of that moment, I've seen you guys come off the of stage after Saturday Night Special. You've come off and you're like, I did it. And there, that feeling and the connectedness when you're in that connected feeling, not the like, oh, I wonder if I could have, but like that connected feeling after mm. that of like, oh, that was an experience and I did it. Mm. There's something magic about mm -hmm. that. Absolutely so magic. It sounds like happiness is a much less elusive thing than we make it. It's just, totally. am I going to get out of my own way? Yes. Am I just really? going to decide yeah. 
that maybe in this moment it's okay. And and overcoming embarrassment is a huge way to do it because yeah. shame is a big voice huge. in my head. And when you big allow yourself that supper. space, you allow yourself that space. You go out there and you dress up like a chicken and help people across the road. You whatever it is for you, pushing your boundary and your limit and saying like, now that I've done that, what else can I do? There's something about happiness there too because it's the overcoming of the obstacle mm-hmm. and then saying like. And I like going say, okay, this is the thing. I'm going to try to get over it. And then looking and seeing it and being present for that moment of that recognition. There's that's magic. What if happiness is present at all times and is nothing but a choice? You can choose to find happiness or you can choose to not. And it's not as easy as I'm making it sound. Yeah, it can be simple, simple, but not easy. easy. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it's. It's the, the choice. Yeah, it's it's living it. So there's the ongoing happiness and making it a practice mm-hmm. in your life and trying to seek it or gratefulness. Mm-hmm. And gratefulness and happiness seem to be correlated in a Kinda, big way. Because yeah. then you're more present for the moments of, that you could be happy. Yeah. Well, and generally you're not grateful for things that don't make you happy. Gratitude <laughs> is slightly, slightly attached to that. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of um, where's the gratitude in this moment? Mm. Just look for it. Like, you are more likely to find things you look for. Yeah. Hmm. And so where's the happiness in this moment? And even when, like, it just, it was two weeks ago today that my dog died. And even in that, where's the happiness in this moment? And everything comes up, obviously. Pain of loss, pain of loss, pain of, oh, my God. How grateful am I that you are my friend? And there's still sadness. But there's joy. Mm. And that's the thing is when we're happy and joyful and allowing, we also allow all these other sort of moments and feelings and colors to come in because it's all it's oh, it's open. You yeah. know, I think happiness is open. It's not closed. It's not just like uh, no. guarding the self. Right. No, Happiness is not about the ego. It is about the self and the self is all of us. Right. Again, I think there's something about that cosmic reflection of who you are and that joy inside you and, and having it reflected to you in that moment. Yes. You know? Beautiful. It's, it's, uh, it's special. And yeah. otters. And otters. And, uh, <laughs> and otter spaghetti. Twitter spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yep. Yep. Um, well, I think we should wind it up there. Uh, I would like to take this moment, Charlie Capen. Yes. To thank you for joining us in Kim Rhodes' closet. Thank you for having me. It's been sweaty and enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, Master. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. And thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Bye.